0: We find comfort among those who agree with us, growth among those who don't. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks, completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. We find comfort among those who agree with us. Growth among those who don't. Hopefully I can point out a sharp contrast in relationships today and maybe poke the comfort zone for many of you a little bit because I happen to agree completely with uh, David Goggins, who's a gentleman I I speak about pretty regularly on the show. He wrote the book Can't Hurt Me. He became the Ultraman. He came from an abusive household, overcame that suffering and pain, physically abusive. It was really quite ugly. And he overcame that and um, became a Navy SEAL and then eventually became the Ultraman. And there's quite a plot twist in that as well that I'm not going to reveal a spoiler. But um, he has an amazing quote that I love. It's, A comfort zone is a wonderful place to visit, but nothing grows there. And so we have to ask ourselves pretty much every once in a while, not daily, but we do have to ask ourselves and stop to evaluate every once in a while if we are only surrounding ourselves with people who agree with us. Because that is genuinely where we are most comfortable That being said, I don't think it's healthy to always be around people who don't agree with us. So (laughs) there's that reality of the situation. We don't want to be in a state of constant conflict if, if it's within our control. Of course, that's not always within our control. But if it's within our control, we don't always want to be surrounded by people who are disagreeing with us. Although if we decided to walk into that, it might not be the best of... Uh, the worst of ideas, it depends on if we're trying to get ourselves into a rapid season of growth or not. But human beings in particular are very difficult to deal with. You know, if, if you're part of the human race, which if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you are. Conflict and resentments and anger and frustration and expectations and communication. These are all very complex to each person and we all have our limitations and so naturally if you have more people involved in anything you're going to have more opportunity for disagreements fights arguments frustrations unmet expectations there's just going to be this natural tendency for conflict i mean i can't think of a time Especially if you've got a big family. I can't think of a time in which everything was going smoothly all the time growing up. I was blessed with a large family. We did have regular family get-togethers. And there was usually always something going on that was a point of conflict for the family. And that was just part of the deal, you know, when you were in a big family. And if you don't come from a big family or maybe you, you know, you're, you're separated from your extended family for long periods of time. You may you may have forgotten this, but this was this was generally always something that was just part of the deal, you know, because when you got a bigger family or you have a a larger group of people, there's statistically just a higher likelihood that something is going to go wrong or somebody's going to be fighting. And this just comes with the territory. But there was a good thing that came out of all that, too. There's a good thing that comes out of conflict you know if we if we always look at conflict as a bad thing then we are sort of doomed unfortunately to face these unmet expectations poorly if we expect things to go well all the time in our relationships and our friendships there then then there's very little opportunity for those to grow and why would you want them to grow you may ask for a while, I wanted to I wanted to write a book on this subject because I don't even know if I'll ever circle back to this. I don't I don't think I quite have the discipline and the time necessary to write a book. But um, there's an intimacy that comes with with time, and the more time you spend with anything, it doesn't have to be a person necessarily, but the more time you spend with anything cultivates what I like to say is a, a deep intimate connection with it. and you learn to love the smaller detail of these things the the things that only you know about and let me give you an example let's say you're a fan of books or video games or a movie and you tend to read that book over and over again play that game over and over again or watch a movie over and over again i can think of a couple things in particularly so kind of kind of close your eyes and picture something that you just you're super passionate about you love spending an immense amount of time with it Hopefully you have something, and it could be a person too. When you spend an immense amount of time with something, you just it kind of almost becomes a part of you. Like if it's a movie, for example, you carry the quotes around with you everywhere you go, and you you find great pleasure in kind of injecting that quote or a quote from a movie and or a set of movies you're really passionate about at any given moment. And there's certain scenes that kind of stick out to you or certain parts of a book that may stick out to you. And and the more time you spend with it, the more it kind of becomes a part of you and an extension of yourself. And then when you share that, and then somebody else kind of picks up on what it is you're sharing, there's like an instant click of intimacy, right? Where you have an instant connection with somebody. And that's one of the really cool things about really spending a lot of time with something. And if you haven't had the opportunity to Really get to know something on this level, and, and I literally mean anything, on the level of actually spending an immense amount of time with it, in recurring time, it's, it's worth it. And it could be something as superficial as a film, it could be something as superficial as a game, but it is nice to have something that is exclusively ours, you know, where we have that deeper connection to it. And I don't think it's necessarily unhealthy, especially if it's something that's not, de- con- not destructive, right? <laughs> we can spend an immense amount of time with things that are destructive. You know, things like drinking or smoking or whatever it might be. We, we can spend an immense amount of time with things that just are not good for us. But what's really cool about this intimacy thing is that you actually kind of learn the flaws like if if for example with a movie you actually start to pick up on the on the things that are not right about it like you you start to know the scenes that weren't quite shot right or the easter eggs as part of the film that they messed up on and it makes you actually kind of love it a little bit more cuz only you know about it and I'm bringing I'm bringing this up because this whole finding growth among the things that don't agree with us or among the things that have flaws. I think this is all kind of part of it. It's part of that intimacy, right? It's part of that, uh, the charm of knowing something or someone so well that you look past the flaws. And I really think as a a culture, we struggle with this and it's not really necessarily our fault. I mean, it is, everything's our fault, but it's like the natural state of things now is to just take them for granted because there's just everything is throwaway. We are so drowning in blessings that it's very difficult to become intimate with anything. There's a, um, a great video out there that was a thesis project for a college student. It was called The Innovation of Loneliness. It's only about two minutes long. I highly recommend you Google it and look it up. And it's about how with social media, we've kind of naturally cultivated, because of the nature of the tool, we've naturally cultivated transformed our relationships into commodities that are not necessarily something of immense value it's something that we kind of consume and throw away we've almost turned our relationships into fast food or stamps that we collect and the video is a small little animated video and it really does point out one of what i think is one of the cornerstone flaws or byproducts of of social media And that is that although it is a useful tool, it makes it incredibly difficult to cultivate anything of deep intimacy. Because it makes it so much easier just to kind of throw relationships away the moment they become difficult. Or to dehumanize people into inappropriate groups and write them off. So in other words, we, in order to cope with the sheer number of people, we categorize them and throw them away or write them off. But that's something we do kind of as a survival mechanism. We don't do it because we hate people, right? We do it because it's the only way we can really cope with the sheer number of people we're dealing with. But unfortunately, it it's not a good thing because people are more than the groups and the natural tendency we have to bundle them up they're they're so much more you know people are individuals and so this is something we need to learn to resist there's utility in being able to communicate with this many people on this level though you know so social media has value it has the ability for us to maintain connection with people as individuals so i i do believe technology is a tool i actually Was formally trained in IT, information technology, and I've grown up sitting in front of a computer and working with computers since I was seven, and all the way back to the advent of the internet with dial-up. So I I deeply, deeply appreciate technology, but it is a tool, and like any tool, if used properly, it makes you can make your life infinitely better. But if it's used improperly, you can cut your hand off, you know. With a chainsaw, you can cause immense damage or you can build something with it or or cut something down that needs to be cut down. Same thing with a wrench or a hammer. Hammers are a better analogy for that. Because with a hammer, you you can destroy easily, but you can also build. But it all depends on how you focus the tool, right? If you focus the tool on hitting nails and you put it in the hand of somebody who knows how to use it, That tool can accomplish a lot. And I think it's the same with social media. But if you give that tool to somebody who doesn't know how to use it, they may break something or even kill somebody with it. Before we keep digging into this, this show is brought to you by Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover the next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right. For 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. So pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot org, and sign up for this offer for my listeners right now. So we can find comfort with those who agree with us. And sometimes we are in a place where we need comfort. And it's good to have a group of people who we know we can trust with our feelings and emotions so that we can share comfortably. Who can co- hopefully pour into us and give us that strength. And and hopefully once we're filled up, though, we we kind of dust ourselves off and we head back out into the world and what and connect with people who we don't agree. Because if if we are constantly only doing one of these, if we have our feet in one or just one or just the other, then I think we are at an imbalance. You know, so I think I think if we have one foot or two feet in our comfort zones all the time, then we never grow. But if we have two feet in places of conflict all the time then we just become drained you know it it really just kind of squeezes us to a ridiculous degree and and that's not good either so it's really kind of good to have our feet uh, a little bit of ourselves or one foot in each of these categories you know and try to kind of balance between the two if we find ourselves in a situation of extreme discomfort we have to ask ourselves is this temporary you know or is this just like a temporary growth stage i'm going through and is my best course of action just to endure for the moment? Do we have a way of kind of taking temporary steps back of reprieve as we kind of navigate this complex issue or difficult situation we're in? And if we find ourselves in a police, uh, an immense place of comfort, Maybe we're doing that on purpose. Maybe we need to go through a temporary vacation from our conflicts. And that's okay for a season or for a temporary amount of time. But I don't think we were meant to be there all the time. I think I think an immense amount of boredom comes from immense co- uh, comfort. And I think that we have a natural tendency to, to not only seek out but manufacture problems when we are immensely comfortable. The more comfortable we get, I think the uglier the problems we create for ourselves. And so extreme comfort is not good. You know, I think we seek out trouble because I think we are wired for conflict. We are wired to overcome something. And so if, if we're comfortable all the time, we have a tendency to create problems. Now, that being said, I, I do think that this natural restlessness that we all have is extremely powerful i think it's necessary for us and i think some people have learned to master this by walking themselves into challenges i think this is why education is so useful learning a new skill a new language i think uh, i think this desire for growth is is a good thing but only if we f- we focus it on something constructive you know we we seek out constructive growth we walk into conflict that is focused. You know, we, we, we decide to go back to school. We decide to take on a trade skill. We decide to pull up YouTube videos and learn something new or, or join a website that has classes or courses, something that keeps our minds perpetually challenged on some level because it will keep us out of trouble. You know, they say for kids that it's good for them to join sports, and that's true because you learn a lot from sports, but it also keeps kids out of trouble. You know, it keeps them challenged in, in a healthy and productive way. It's good to join clubs and to join leagues and to keep ourselves in constructive challenges so that we can continue to grow, but in a focused, method, in a focused matter rather than a, de- a destructive manner. Because if we've got nothing in our lives that is challenging us for this growth, then I genuinely think we will sabotage ourselves just so we have something to do. I know it sounds pathetic, but that's something we do. I could be wrong, maybe it's just me, but I kind of see it everywhere I go. You know. It's weird. We're, we're, we're weird creatures because we we want comfort so badly. There's a there's actually a curse with retirement. I don't know if you've you've even talk to anybody about this but there's people who seek comfort their whole lives and then they finally walk away from their jobs and their careers and retirement actually destroys them because without that challenge and without that daily discomfort we become we turn that 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 energy inward and a lot of us just aren't really emotionally prepared for that. Especially if you're highly productive people. To, to take that... To, my worst points are when I take my powerful, constructive mind that the Lord has given me and I turn that weapon inward. I can I can be the most self-destructive. And that's not good. But if, if properly balanced... That self-criticism and that self-challenging can be a good thing, right? And it's all about that balance, I think. That's really what I wanted to get across in this episode more than anything else is really trying to find that balance between comfort and uh, conflict so that we can really kind of find that sweet spot. And what's, a, what's been more of a challenge for me is to really, really relax and find a place of rest so that I can refill myself. For me, because I have an unquiet mind, which is a great book, by the way. I don't know if you've read that book, but it's a great book. Um, finding this rest is difficult for me. I do need to do things like meditations. I do need to. I need to have something for my mind to focus on. And so I will, at my best moments, which again are are not constant. It's like few and far between. I will have something for me to focus my mind on as I relax. Something positive. Something relatively complex that isn't destructive. And that's why I find relaxation in things that normal people don't. Music is something that people do find relaxation in, but... Music is a great thing for my mind to focus on. Um, I do play video games. The more complex the game, the better, especially when it comes to puzzles. And and that's because when my mind is focused, I just I just relax. I relax better. I'm at my worst when I'm when I'm not focused on something. And that's okay. That's just part how that's how I'm wired. My wife is wired differently. She she has the ability to relax. You know, silence. She can relax in silence and comfort better than I can. I can't do that. I'm actually very jealous of her a lot of the time. And she she helps me with that. She helps balance me out on that. So yeah. It's very uh it's very difficult to kind of find this balance no matter who you are. And and this is really always comes down to like the focus of the show, which is we 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 really only need to we really not only, but we need to know ourselves well enough to know what we need. You know, we need to understand our minds, accept our minds for what they are. Don't try to don't try to force ourselves into being something that we're not. Because we are unique and we were created this way. And, and, and the closer, the sooner we get to self-acceptance of that and, and know our flaws and our discomforts, the sooner we can position ourselves into the place of optimal growth and comfort. You know, when we know what makes us comfortable or gives us comfort, we can place ourselves into that when we need it. And we, if we know what challenges and grows us the best, we can place ourselves into those situations when we need to. But really, at the core, we do need to understand ourselves. And if you don't know this about yourself, then, I mean, you can just get started. You know, journaling is a great way to do this. Self-talk, writing things down, and just paying attention to how we react and how you react to certain situations. Maybe social media is toxic for your personality type. Maybe it's something you need to avoid. Or keep at arm's length. You know, you don't have to cut everything out. But it's good to know our weaknesses. It's good to know what's not good for us, our dispositions. There's actually something called constitution. It's it actually has a meaning, it, it, and I don't just mean the. <laughs> hang on, I'm gonna look this up. Um, because I don't I don't. Uh, Oh, man. Everything's trying to give me a legal definition of the Constitution. Hang on. So Constitution is the amount of hell, um, the amount of physical or mental resilience we have. And some of us have a weaker Constitution than others. I couldn't find a good definition for it. And so like there'll be times in my life where I'm like I just don't have the constitution for this. I don't have I don't have what it what this requires of me at this moment in time. And that's okay. It's okay to acknowledge the limitations of our our being so that we can know whether we are in a position to endure something or not. You know, having this constant state of humility in which we can evaluate ourselves appropriately and sometimes our constitution is weakened by lack of sleep by seasons of depression and anxiety being aware of our limitations is extremely beneficial because we can decide when when conflict is appropriate for us and when we need to take a step away and i think that's really what i wanted to get across hopefully try to get across effectively in this episode is that we can find comfort in those who agree with us, and we can find peace there, but we should have our feet in both. We can find growth in those who don't. And so we know, we the better we know ourselves, the better we can step in and out of these comfort zones and growth zones. So yeah, this is the Wisdom Worth Knowing Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. I want to thank you for stopping by and giving me a shot. Before you go, please subscribe on all the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Make sure you like and share because that helps the show grow immensely, helps feed those algorithms. The same is true for following us and subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Please leave reviews on whatever podcast network you may be on. That also helps the show grow and feeds the algorithms. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. After you are done with this podcast, please head over to audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. And get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. So make sure you sign up for that ex- that offer for my listeners. And until next time, we find comfort among those who agree with us. And growth among those who don't. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today because, as always, that's all we can do. Have a great day.